0: Today's episode of the Sidious Mac Podcast on the of Smack Podcast Network is presented by Whoop. We are getting to the heart of fall marathon training season. I see people logging 18, 20, and 22 milers each weekend on Strava. Well, WHOOP is here for it. WHOOP is a fitness wearable that provides 24-7 personalized insights around your sleep, recovery, and daily activity. WHOOP has helped runners of all backgrounds train smarter and recover faster so that they can get to the starting line healthy and hit some new PRs. I'm currently training to pace a friend of mine at the Chicago and New York City Marathon, and WHOOP has been a great complimentary guide to my training. WHOOP doesn't get your splits or mileage, but instead focuses on the other 23 hours of the day when your body's getting ready for the next run. Each day gives you a personalized recovery score based on things like your resting heart rate, your sleep, and your respiratory rate, so you actually know if you're gonna be able to crush those tempo runs and if the legs are feeling good. I've seen Nikki Hiltz, Joe Kovacs, Drew Hunter, and even Gabby Thomas, the Olympic bronze medalist in the 200, has been sharing her whoop data on Instagram and on Instagram stories. A slew of other professional athletes are wearing it, Now it's your turn. Join now. Join for free. Whoop is offering 15% off with the code Sidious at checkout. Go to whoop, that's W-H-O-O-P dot com, and enter Sidious at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better. Recover faster. Run faster. Get to that next starting line healthy with Whoop. Thanks to the supporters over on Patreon. Special shout out to Dan Nan, who signed up just last week. Your dollars help us put on shows like Torch Talk and Trials Talk and help us think of other fun future concepts and possible trips, especially with fall marathon season approaching. And then 2022 is going to be a huge year with the World Championships coming to Eugene. So if you enjoy what we're doing, support us over at patreon.com slash SidiousMag. Another way you can do so is also by picking up a t-shirt or sweater over at SidiousMag.com and hitting the merch tab. If you're in for a one-time little donation, we're also on Venmo. You can find us at Sidious Mag. Throw us a couple bucks if we kept you some company on a long run or if you're just hanging out at home. Any little dollar amount makes a difference. We surpassed 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts recently, so this helps us populate on people's feeds as a recommended show on Apple Podcasts, and it also allows for possible sponsors to see what listeners think of the show. It takes just a minute to do, so leave a review and rating, so I greatly appreciate if you can do so. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. I just had to ask my podcast producer, Mike Zerzolo if this guest even needs an introduction. It's Elliot Kipchoge, the two-time Olympic gold medalist in the marathon, the 26.2 world record holder, the only person in history to get under two hours for the marathon, just a total legend of the sport. You may have seen some other podcasts out there touting these little mini episodes for 15 minutes with him, but this was actually the real deal. I got the chance to sit down with him one-on-one in Eugene for an open conversation on life after winning another gold medal, where he goes from here, and what his thoughts are on this greatest of all time debate that has captivated the track and field community. Community. You can stat- line up your stats with Kennedy Sabakale or you can make the case for Joshua Chepta guy if you want. You can go old school with Haile Geber-Selassie or Abebe Bikila. But what does Elliot think? I got the answer to that and much more. So without further ado, here is the one and only Elliot Kipchoge. All right, Elliot Kipchoge. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, we're just recording this here at the Prefontaine Classic. No last second decision for you to jump in any race, right? You're just hanging out, having a good time. Uh, I,
1: I'm hanging out. I want to enjoy. I think this is my first, uh, my first race internationally to just uh, sit, relax in, 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 the, in the arena and see what's happening.
0: When Does this bring back good memories here that you've had at the Prefontaine Classic before?
1: Yeah, uh, yes, I've been running several years, but uh, it brings fresh uh, memories, especially running 2 mile uh, uh, a yeah in Princeton.
0: Yeah, uh, when was it's been so many years I guess now since the last time you were on a track. Zero temptation for you to ju- get back to the track someday, right? No more when's the last time you wore spikes?
1: Oh, it was year, it was 2012 when I wore the last spikes. But uh, I don't get temptations, but when I see people running on track, I always get nervous, and I feel like I'm the one running.
0: Really? Even watching a race, you Absolutely. get a little bit yes. nervous? Yes. What do you look for when, when you're watching a race? Because it's, it's not too often that you go and watch an athletics meet. Uh, so when you're in the stands as a fan, what are you looking out for?
1: Oh, I'm looking actually on how people are is out there maintaining their pace. Uh, uh, seeing out the reaction, what's going on between the race? If it's uh, all, I want to see all the actually going on, and how people and uh, after the end. So, I'm really seeing everything, all the concepts, all the components of actually winning the race. How people are thinking when actually when, when they have a nice speed. Uh, uh, the last two or one or three laps to go, I want to see how, uh, how their thoughts are actually telling them to uh, to PF
0: hmm Yes. Tactically, you're, you're so experienced on the track. If it's like two laps to go in a 5K, do you, are you able to know who's going to win the race be- because of how you would have run the race or how y- your experience, like do you know when someone is going to win a race sometimes? Absolutely. Watching? Absolutely.
1: Yeah? Yes, I know who is going to win the race. Even uh, three laps to go, I know what time uh, 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 they're going to run when I see the times actually running I know if it's five thousand I know this is thirteen zero zero or under thirteen or thirteen ten. Then I see I see how people actually their energy and, and their and, and on their faces and actually calculate the time they will be running.
0: Do you how, what is it about racing that, that you like? Because there's a difference, right? There's time trials, which we've seen so many in the last like 12 years when people are just going for records. But racing, what makes racing so pure and, and, and so entertaining?
1: Uh, what makes so pure and entertaining is, 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 is those people actually inside the race racing in their whole, their whole heart and their whole mind. Uh, you can see somebody has given me or a whole and 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 you can really enjoy. You can really feel that uh, 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 people are really working out and pushing
0: and pushing on mm-hmm. uh, towards the finishing line. I, you, when you said that you were nervous, I kind of want to ask: like, do you still get nervous, you personally, at the starting line of races? Why not? Yes, I still get nervous, uh, but after the pel or after the can, then the nervousness actually will go away. You have to keep you keep the best poker face, though. Like, you, no one knows when you're nervous. Uh, I try to to, to,
1: to, to actually uh, be on my my conscience all the time, but uh, I'm nervous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can, all right, let's talk a little bit about Tokyo and in this time around it was it's like we had to wait an extra year for the Olympics and you I'm not calling you an old man, but you're it's every it's, year. It's
1: also cool to say I'm an old man you know, <laughs> yeah. It's okay you know cold old is cold yeah and it's not a scene to
0: say you are old. It's okay. So you had to wait an extra year, but that's an extra year for you to continue pushing your career. When the Olympics got postponed, were you a little bit concerned about, like, I have to train one more year, it's like, my, can my body handle that?
1: Oh, actually, okay. when the Olympics were postponed, and, uh, it was really bad news to hear, uh, especially I was feeling for myself, I was feeling for also those athletes who have been uh, preparing themselves uh, for the last four years, one uh, putting in their minds to actually appear in Olympics, wear the country colors, uh, participate in Olympics, because the Olympics is the only event whereby by human family can come together, compete, uh, and, and actually uh, uh, get the freedom of association. So it was hard for me, but all in all, I am happy uh, Tokyo 2020 happened because this is the only way to actually get hope and actually tell people around the world that, uh, we have, uh, that there is actually light uh, at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. because you are on the right transition towards our normal lives. So Tokyo was really, really critical and crucial to happen. And, and I think it has actually spread the, the, the positive part to, to the whole continent in the whole world that, uh, hey, in the near future, we luckily resume our normal lives.
0: You've been to New York City and you've run with like all the people because I've I've been on those those runs and I'm from from New York and so uh, last year in March when the world shuts down, the streets are so quiet and it's everyone has to run by themselves. It's a little scary sometimes. Can you paint the picture for me w- what it was like for you in in Kenya last March and April when? We're all so used to running with big teams and big groups, and then all of a sudden, you just have to run by yourself.
1: Oh, f- last March, last March, February, March, and May, and, and May actually was sad, especially in Kenya. Not even alone, uh, training alone, but seeing actually empty streets, empty roads in the morning, uh, watching news and seeing what uh, the, the scary news. Uh, you, t- you, you don't feel even getting out of your door and go and run, but uh, because we love the sport, because we want to inspire the general uh, population, we had to go out and run and come back again to reason with other people by respecting the uh, Ministry of Health Protocols, but all in all it was really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was really the sad uh, months and sad here for the whole world because you you feel you are not safe because you never know what will happen on the way, you know, there are a lot of theories on how the the, 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 the the, the COVID-19 actually is, is spreading.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it a moment of relief? When was that moment when you could get back with, with your group? And was everyone just happy to be back together? Uh,
1: by June, actually, we try all the means to consolidate uh, our small groups. Uh, uh, by July, you try all to, to, to come together. And by August, we were together. But uh, we were happy to, to see each other again. As a team, to do the right trainings uh, and, and 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 be happy as always, you know. To, to be alone actually is hard, especially whereby we have been a very long in this career. But uh, we have never had, uh, learned how to train alone, and we we believe in a teamwork. We we don't trust the actually individual training because in ourselves we treat training as a team sport. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: As a leader in that group, was it a little bit tough to get everyone motivated again and excited because we just didn't know when the next time everyone was gonna get the chance to race. And so people probably look to you as like the the you know, the most experienced guy in the group, the most accomplished guy in the group to kind of provide that hope and and that level of excitement. So what did you tell everybody? Because no one knows when their next race was gonna be.
1: Uh, it was really hard to convince people. It was really hard. You know, uh, all of us, we can think together. Even the law of nature cannot allow us, me and you, to, to, to really risk, to really think together. But we need, I told them, please, let us listen together. Let us bring our thoughts next to each other. You know, these, these are uncertainties. And in life, there is ups and down. There is challenges. Let us treat this COVID-19 as a challenge and, and we'll move on. So it was really hard especially on how to, to handle lives. Uh, you know, sportsmen actually fully rely on the races in order to put food, food uh, on the table uh, for their families and for their siblings. It was really hard to convince them to come to training, but all in all, we mani- I managed to convince them. I managed to, I managed to tell them actually, as a human being, one day worse will become worse. And this is one of the situations. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: One of the things that a lot of people have, like, the one of the good things that happened with everyone being at home is parents get to spend time with their kids uh whether it's because they're working their office job at home uh or it's just like they they get that time for you did you also have that time because i'm thinking of Every time you go into these big training blocks and the training camps, you leave your family behind for for a couple weeks and, and, and months, right? And so, like, ha, how was was that something that you appreciated that you got to, to spend time at home?
1: I, I spend a lot of time at home with uh, with the, with my family, and uh, every now and then, twenty four hours I was with my family because you can't get out of the compound. Just be in the compound, try to to cut yourself a, a piece with the family, try to. To get a passion of maybe doing some exercises, uh, uh, running around, uh, reading, and actually uh, trying to help kids on on the schoolwork, arranging the 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 the, the distant learning to, to to my kids, being around together, telling them actually we are on a COVID 19 and it's the serious. way. kids understand what's going on, but uh, you know uh, it it was a high time for parents and and. and and even, uh, not even parents, but even their siblings and, and other people to come together to renew their day and day lives. But all in all is that uh, we enjoyed, and uh, I, I think the world is is, is mm-hmm. approaching normal life now.
0: You, you do your training camp, and then after that, it's London Marathon. It doesn't go as well as, as you hoped. Uh, was that, after that race, how did you exactly feel about looking at 2021, did you know that like, I, I still have it and, and that was just a bad day? Or were you, was it, did it cast any little doubt that maybe next year the gold medal was gonna be harder to win?
1: Oh, I did not have a doubt at all. Uh, I did not, uh, I trained hard as it was, but uh, in London actually I had a bad day. And, but I just go back, sit down, uh, uh, actually heard what has been happening, accepted the situation, and move on. So I took some hope, come back, start again as fresh and energetic as always, and focus.
0: That was kind of good for people to see, though, too, because it's like your your catchphrase of no human is limited. <laughs> and then it's like we see you and you have a very human day.
1: Absolutely. So I think it was... Uh, uh, a uh, teaching to to the whole world and to myself also. You know, it was a wake up call. Actually, it was a wake up call for me to know that uh, hey, uh, one day you will be beaten. And, and and London was uh, one of the wake up calls.
0: Then the spring, you run your your two oh four. That kind of was the sign to everyone is like, no, nope, he's he's still got it. He's he's still the top dog. And then going into the Olympics and training. How did you sort of prepare knowing that Sapporo is going to be hot? It's it's more like a championship style race. There's no more pacers. There's no pacers. It was going to be very similar to Rio. Was the training similar or how did you prepare?
1: I prepare well. I prepare the similar way. I prepare for NN Mission Marathon. And, uh, uh, but the only difference is the thinking that I I changed my mentality to cope with... Uh, with the high temperatures in, in Sapporo. Oh, and, and, and that's, uh, that, that,
0: I, I can say that's what helped me to, 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 to really run well. How did you prepare for the hot temperatures? Because in the United States, we see guys going in Arizona and they're wearing long sleeves and maybe an extra layer or in a jacket. So how does Elliot Kipchoge prepare for humidity uh, and, he- and I heat? I think
1: actually it's good to to, 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 to prepare the way you have been running but having in mind that uh, high, temper- high temperatures will be there. It's good actually to uh, to be running in the AC runs with a lot of clothes to feel that heat but uh, I don't think it was actually necessary for me to to go to the Tessat and train in the Tessert. Yes.
0: When uh, we had the virtual press conference with you a couple weeks before uh, the race, someone did ask you what books you were going to bring to to the Olympic Village. Uh, What books did you end up bringing? Because I'm always curious. Everyone always wants to know, Uh, what what are you reading?
1: To the Olympic Village, I took Atomic Habits. Okay. Uh, Although I did not get time to really go through the book, I'm still reading the book slowly by slowly because uh, I'm running uh, out of time. When I come to America, the times are upside down, and the time I should actually grab a book and read, sleep is there, yeah. and when the following day when, when the sun is there, then actually uh, the duties are there for me to rush up and down and do.
0: Yeah, so you still haven't gotten to Obama's book yet? That was the next one, right? Yes, yeah, so I so
1: will finish this one, and when I, when I'll, I think I will have a, a good time now in September to to read uh, 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 the promised land.
0: Yeah. yeah. What makes you? W- w- what made you want to pick that one? Because oh. I, you know, he's he's a, very similarly a leader. It's a biography. You get to learn more about how he goes about decision making. So, what do you look for in, in books that you pick?
1: Uh, for, for, for the promised land, actually, I I want to, to 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 know the thinking of uh, of the president Obama. I want to know the thing. How, uh, what, what has been holding him and the family for that long? what hold him for eight years as a president of the United States of America, what, what are his actually, uh, ambitions, what are his, uh, his plans for, for after leaving the, the White House after now and the future. And, you know, uh, I think he's the best person I, uh, I've ever seen uh, as far as thinking is concerned. Uh, I want to know how we see reasoning with the whole world. I want to know how, what are the plans as far as uh, making this world a peaceful, a peaceful world and, and being ambassador of uh, 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 of uh, Paracopama Obama Foundation, what are his foundation, what are the key elements in this foundation, and what uh, I, uh, is he focusing in which sector is, uh, how is he thinking about Africa, Asia, North America, Haiti especially, and those are actually less uh, fortunate countries. Mm-hmm. What, I, what what is his mind telling him? Uh, I want to reason together. I want even in future to to meet him. I want in future to to, to reason together and exchange the notes so on how to change the world. I'll be a happy person to join uh, him on on, on on changing the world and making the world a peaceful one again. Yes,
0: that's amazing, because so similarly you want to do a lot of that, but with the sport, with with athletics, with track and field to people everywhere, to the younger generations, that's, that's always what you talk about.
1: Yes, yes, I, I want to, to, to do my part as far as sport is concerned and see how the world will change and be a peaceful one. And to see him as far as leadership is concerned, how he's making the world, and, 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 and we, we, we compare and we mix our, our thoughts uh, from the sport-wise to leadership-wise. And meet with those world leaders apart from the political leaders like Obama mm-hmm. and, and the rest. There is world leaders who are actually uh, uh, leading in this world as in businesses, in actually uh, uh, funding uh, the good causes, in, in actually uh, uh, seeing that the world is going on in a in a smooth way, mm-hmm. and reason with them and to see what are what are uh, how are they thinking, how are they actually taking the world. Well, uh, how today you want to see this world in the next ten years? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. What uh, two parts here? What makes you happy about the sport r- right now?
1: What makes me happy about the sport is the inspiration that I'm instilling actually to the next generation. It's that uh, when you're crossing around, uh, running uh, or even going in the street, you find somebody who has been inspired to actually get out of his store and run. Somebody who has actually uh, who have lost the hope. Uh, and I still can the hope to live again and, one, and and be one of that forgetters on how to make uh, this planet good. So th- 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 that's what
0: I'm up to. What makes you disappointed or sad in the sport?
1: Uh, what makes me disappointed is to see people not running, is to see people not actually following the sport. Uh, you, and you know the sport is, is the future of this world. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Doping and all that kind of stuff also makes you sad. It, it's
1: unfortunate that uh, there is such a stuff in this world. It's really disappointing because it's not motivating at all. Mm-hmm. When you top or when you actually cut uh, shortcuts, it's not motivating at all. Uh, we want people actually who, who really toil and work hard to encourage the next generation to tell that kid that there is no way you can actually cut a shortcut and win. The only way is to work hard. That's the only, you, you cannot get, the, there is no lift towards a successful life. You need to go through the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What,
0: okay, so you win the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. This is the second time now. So two Olympic gold medals in the race, so I kind of want to touch on a couple different moments. First moment, what happened with Galen Rupp during the race? Because you turned around and, and like told him, hey, because was he just so close to you, behind you? Yeah, I,
1: I think it's, it's only it was too close behind me, so that it was not a big deal. But uh, it's, uh, with the, I take precautions because you never know what will happen. So I dance and, hey, Kellen, hey, so please let us uh, let keep a little bit uh, space. space. Yes.
0: He did, it. he did the same thing to Meb uh, in the 2016 Olympic trials. He's just so used to track because in track, you're Absolutely so close. Yes, yes, yes. But with the roads, you have so much space. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then that moment, was that the moment that you decided, boom, it's time to go? Because you picked it up yeah. and
1: that was it. And yeah, then so it was it, over. It was cool to, take, uh, to just make a, a, a decision and move on uh, to create a little bit of space because it, we, we are friends. And we need to, to run together and compete in a, in a good way. So mm-hmm.
0: When do you know to make those moves? The big move that always wins the races for you. It's usually around 20 miles. Sometimes it's a little bit later. But is there something that you look for with your competitors or the time or something? What, what When do you know you're going to break this race?
1: Oh, When I actually see the people actually are uh, uh, not maintaining the, the pace well. That's the only way to increase the pace. And if they are not lucky enough to cope with, to cope with the pace, then th- that's the only way to, to run away.
0: And it's, it, it's it's crazy because it happens so fast. Is that, did you learn that from all your years on the track? Or how did you learn about, you know, being responsive to everybody around you?
1: Oh, uh, it's, it's training at home. I'm really training in a, in a high class and, 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 and that, that's the only way to, my mind has learned to train in a high and even increase speed in anything if anything happens. So that's how we are, we are doing every now and then when we are in Kenya.
0: Are those Kenya workouts like competitions basically? Like- no,
1: no, no, not at all. In our, in our group, in our team, we, we, we think different and we train different. We, 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 we treat uh, training as training. And we don't we don't have time trials to to really push on instead mm-hmm. of pushing on because we have coach coaches their work is to is to see who is not training well and who is training well and you know we are training in a high class whereby when somebody else comes in it he or she thinks that uh, we are on a time trial But yeah. that's our, that, that's our own way
0: in those last couple moments during the race we see the signature smile. Uh, I, mean, I guess to make it clear, you're smiling because it makes things easier, or is it just because at this point you do it all the time? Uh, explain to us, I guess, the the, the smile. <laughs> the smile is to enjoy sport.
1: In, in in Tokyo, actually, I was really happy to to to, to know that I'm really near that uh, those last kilometers to defend my title. You know, it was really hectic for me. I'm a defending champion. And my uh, friend, I, I beat the two-hour mark. Uh, I, I'm a record holder in marathon. And all the pressure was on my shoulders. So I was really happy. I need to smile uh, before I cross the finishing line, because th- th- that was the only moment to, to really cement my, 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 my achievements.
0: You listed those achievements right now. What, what's left, Elliot? Uh, I think a lot is still there because
1: uh, I still want to inspire the world, I still still want to inspire the youth, but uh, uh, I'm happy with what, with what has happened mm-hmm. uh, for all those years. But I think what I will be doing, uh, the future will tell and I still want to, to run more competitively and, and inspire more people.
0: A quick break now to tell you a little bit about a new sponsor behind the podcast. It's Hustle Clean. You might remember them from when they helped sponsor some of the races and even the drone during the Trials of Miles Qualifier Series. Hustle Clean is a mission driven self care brand for the active lifestyle. It was created by athletes or high performers that want to do more and be more without compromise. The Hustle Clean body wipe is an extra large, durable, full body wipe designed to remove sweat, dirt, and body odor in moments when a shower is optimal but not possible. Their products are safe on sensitive skin, hypoallergenic, paraben-free, and infused with aloe vera, vitamin E, and witch hazel. Personally, I've loved using their lavender scented one. I carry them in my bag for after my runs because we've all been in these situations. You finish a long run or a workout in the summer in the fall, and you wanna meet your friends or brunch or dinner afterward, and you just don't have the time for a shower, you don't have the ability to get to one, the Hustle Clean body wipe holds you over. Get rid of that sweat, get yourself smelling good, toss on a t-shirt, and you're good to go. Hustle Clean is sold nationwide in Walmart, Target, and Amazon. Sidious Mag podcast listeners, listen up. Get a deal and save 10% off all of their products when you visit hustleclean.com and use code Sidious at checkout. That's C-I-T-I-U-S when you visit hustleclean.com. Just two days ago, I had a phone call with Kenanisa Bekele and we talked for, for 30 minutes because he's running the New York City Marathon uh, this fall. And part of our conversation was the debate that everyone likes to have, who is the greatest of all time? You're smiling. Who is the greatest of all time, Elliot?
1: I don't know. I think uh, Usain Bolt is
0: the greatest of all time. I'm talking distance runner. <laughs> uh, maybe I like a Okay, this is generous. Why, why don't you say you? You,
1: you know you can you cannot say it for yourself it's a, it's a, it's 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 the same thing that's why we have people actually you cannot actually shave your hair <laughs> somebody else can save because can, can can shave you so <laughs> y- y- people actually think that i am the greatest of all time I'm appreciating and I'm happy for that yeah but i think uh, there is somebody who is uh, greater than me mm mm-hmm. yes
0: so yeah. It, it for you, the debate and the title, it doesn't matter for, for you much. Uh, defending the title
1: in Olympics was good, yeah. Uh, it was really crucial for me to defend the title uh, to be sincere. It was really crucial, yes, Actually, okay. uh, when you compare actually from 2016, 2017, 18, 19, then actually. Those four years, actually, it was cool uh, to defend a title mm-hmm. to, 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 to cement actually, the whole performance.
0: Oh, I'm saying the title that people throw around, the greatest of all time. It doesn't matter to you if people think it. you're the uh, greatest. It,
1: it, it doesn't matter. What matters is the inspiration. What yeah. matters is the value that I'm giving to the whole world. That's what, that, that's what matters. Yeah. It's the weight of the message, it's the weight of the performance. It's that value that I'm calling when I am walking around, people actually are getting from me. That's what matters.
0: So my, my friend uh, is Malcolm Gladwell. You've read his books, right? Yes. Uh, he's read Talking to Strangers, Outliers. And I texted him just before this because I said we were going to do a little podcast together. And he wanted me to ask you, top five for you, who are the greatest competitors, top five greatest competitors you've had in your career?
1: Uh, Kenanisa Pekele. Okay. Kellen Rav. Mo Farah.
0: Uh, El Guruj? El Cruj, uh... Lagat? Well, yes, That's your top five? Yes. What made those guys so. Who was the toughest to beat?
1: Uh, the toughest to beat actually was Kerenice Abakel.
0: Why? What made him so special? Like in those, in those he, last he, races? He's he,
1: he so consistent. He's so he uh, all round that actually you can run as slow and as fast
0: as everyone still wants to see you two in a marathon again, one more time, even though you've beat him four times already, they think the next one is going to be the one where maybe at 40 kilometers, the two of you are still together. How do you picture that race?
1: Uh, I, I think the race will be good as far as for the world to, to see. And I hope in if the f- in future will give us a chance to to do that.
0: Yeah. Both yeah. you guys are pushing. He's 39. He, you're, you're in the second half of your 30s as well. Uh, how much longer do you want to keep doing this? It's hard, right, to train every day, to put your body through it all the time. Like I think about, if we think about other sports, right? Like Tom Brady is still going because he's still winning. Do you still want to keep going because you're still winning?
1: I still want to uh, still go. Even if I'm still not winning, but uh, still performing and still inspiring some people, I still want to go. If you see in football, yeah, uh, uh, Ronaldo is, is good enough. Is it's even better than a, a, a teenager who, who is actually on, on under 23 as far as football is concerned. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's good I could still push on. What, what drives actually is, is what a human being is what you are doing and what you are believing. So I really, uh, Roger Fetter, some people are really doing well in, in, in the world of sport. Yeah. Yes.
0: I- Kind of, I guess, uh, when you, you, you cite Roger Federer a lot. He, is he your favorite athlete?
1: It's my favorite athlete, especially with the, te- with the tennis, playing for all those two hours, uh, seeing him actually uh, 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 doing all the and, 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 and really concentrating us with, with the pole with the tennis actually is, 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 is awesome.
0: What else do you watch in your free time? Formula Are you, One? I, I watch Formula One.
1: I, watch I like Formula One too. Yes.
0: Who's your favorite? Hamilton. Hamilton? Yes. Well, have you, you've met him, right? Yes. What do you guys talk about?
1: About the future of the world, uh, conserving the environment, making the world clean again.
0: Yeah. Yes. All special stuff. Uh, all right. I've got final questions that I ask every guest. What, you're such a nice guy and everyone likes you, but what's the meanest thing you've read about yourself online?
1: Oh, you know, I afraid many things, but I pray that uh, well, well, many people actually, uh, it's, it's, especially in my country, doesn't actually value my, my performance. Hmm. But that's how people, but, so, but how, that's how human beings are. Yeah. You know, I, I believe that uh, when you say yes, you are right. Yeah. And when you say no, you are right too.
0: Yeah. You can't please everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's the funniest drug testing story you have? Because sometimes I, ta- I ask everybody, they say it takes me two hours, it takes me three hours. Uh, sometimes, yeah, what, what's a funny one you have? The
1: funny one is that uh, I went for toilet for... For five times, but it was still actually uh, 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 like water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know
0: that the pH
1: was too low. Every time? Imagine five, six times.
0: <laughs> and then, and then you finally get it. How long did that take?
1: Uh, three hours.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could go on a run anywhere in the world with anybody from history, they don't have to be a real person. They could be fictional if you want. Where would the run take place? And who would it be with?
1: Uh, I, I want to run somewhere, maybe in California.
0: California, I, to, I like I want, that. I
1: want to go for a joke with Barack Obama.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. People like to pick Barack Obama in Hawaii because that's a nice place too. Um, final question I have, it's basketball related. If you were to go half court on a basketball court in the, half, in the halfway point and you get 25 shots, if you make one, you get twenty five million dollars. But if you don't make any shot, you go to jail for twenty five years. Would you attempt those shots?
1: I will like attempt. You would? Why not?
0: <laughs> I like it. I like the confidence. Yes. Twenty five million dollars, that's that's game changing.
1: Why not? It's <laughs> travel and error. It's, 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 it's there to think and try.
0: Yeah. Yes. You, and then you won't live the rest of your life thinking, what if? Yeah.
1: Yes, it's good to, 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 to do something in the world whereby people can appreciate and see and and how valuable you are thinking.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, Elliot, thank you so much for doing this. I hope you enjoy the track meet, and hopefully there's some amazing, beautiful performances. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing you race the next time.
1: Thank you, too. Thank you for for the interview. Thank you for the great questions, and I wish you well.
0: The Sidious Mag Podcast is a production of the Sidious Mag Podcast Network. It is produced and edited by Mike Cersolo. Special thanks to Whoop for sponsoring the podcast. Join the craze for the best fitness wearable and activity tracker on the market. Go to Whoop.com and use code Sidious at checkout to join for free and save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and run faster. Get to the starting line healthy with Whoop. Did you enjoy this episode enough to dish out a couple bucks? Support Sidious Mag by pledging any dollar amount over on Patreon.com slash Sidious Mag to join our loyal legion of backers who keep this show going strong. If you're on your phone right now, you can also open up the Venmo app and hit us with a one-time donation to at Sidious Mag. We've also got merch over on SidiousMag.com. Any way you can show your support goes a long way. Thanks for listening. I've been your host, Chris Chavez, wishing you some happy and healthy running. Legs are feeling good. See you next time.